Your getaway with Apple Vacations begins the moment you step on board one of our exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Escape the ordinary with packages starting at just $599. No layovers, just pure relaxation from takeoff to touchdown. Immerse yourself in the joy of travel with Apple Vacations. Your journey is as enchanting as the destination. So pack your bags and leave the rest to us. Visit AppleVacations.com or call your local travel advisor to book your vacation. is the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Sustainability. That has been a big word that has been bandied about for the past couple of weeks when it came to the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is getting the slash play at the exact right moment sustainable? Is the offense sleepwalking through three and a half quarters of football just to turn it on, have one good drive with four good passes, and walk off with a win? Is that sustainable? And last week, I feel like we started to finally flip to the side of, I still don't know how this is sustainable, but if there's any team that's proven that it is, it's the Pittsburgh Steelers. The The sample size is just too large. Well, yesterday, you didn't get any of the timely turnovers. You got one turnover. You could have had a second. Deep in your own territory, though. That turnover was more to avoid the Browns scoring more points than it was was setting your offense up to score. Mm -hmm. So you didn't get the big splash play in the exact right time, and your offense, with a minute 42 left on the clock, had a chance for, give me three good passes, get into at least field goal range, and let's have Boswell win this sucker and go to 7-3. and three. And that didn't happen. Instead, you go three and out. So all of the things we were wondering, are they sustainable, didn't come through in this game against Cleveland, and you were left with having to win the game, I don't want to say the old-fashioned way, but... By making plays on offense, and you really only needed to make a couple and you couldn't do it, and I, now I'm being awkward right now because I'm kind of tiptoeing into where the main problem lies with me on Sunday's performance, and it's the person that's at the most important position in all of sports. And when I look at not just what I saw on the film Sunday, but the box score of 106 passing yards... And you know it's just not good of, enough. No matter what, no matter what way you want to frame it, when he's entering start, what is it, twenty two, twenty three, and he has a hundred and six passing yards. Don't give me greatest defense in the NFL. You know, don't give me fourth quarter Kenny. Blah blah blah. That just simply is not going to get things done. We've kind of been alluding to the fact that if he doesn't turn things around and start playing better. It's not going to get things done in the weightier moments in the season. And, folks, you just witnessed how painful and how brutal that can be. And in a lot of ways, Jacob, what happened on Sunday is more eye-opening, I think, than getting torched 42-10. to 10. Because you're sitting here thinking, you just needed a couple mm-hmm. of plays. You just you needed get it. average quarterback play. And you win that game in Cleveland 17-13, to 19-10. But instead... You got the worst performance you could pretty much ask for out of a National Football League quarterback, and it translates to a 10-point performance, seven of which came off the back of a 74-yard run thanks to Jalen Warren. Yeah, and 
those 106 yards he got, how 17 of them or 10 of them came from that last gas play on the last drive. So really, mm, he threw play. for less than 100 yards in the day, and you just can't do that. You simply can't. It doesn't matter that your defense for the third week in a row ran for 160-plus yards, or I'm sorry, your run offense ran for 160-plus yards. If you're not able to pass the ball in the National Football League in 2023, you're not going to win football games. And we've been saying as time has gone on, it doesn't seem sustainable, but if there was one team that can do it, it's the Steelers. But in that time, it seems that they're doing that despite the play of Kenny Pickett, despite the lack of burst and, and flash you see from Kenny Pickett. We were sitting here a couple of weeks ago saying, Geez, Kenny Pickett has only six touchdown passes through what? Seven games. That's you can't have that. Here we are a few <laughs> weeks later. Three games later. It's six touchdown it's passes there. through ten games. I mean, Mac Jones is more. I mean I mean, here's the thing. Players on worse teams, and I know you know what you'll get when you say that, right? Well, would you rather be six and four or two and eight? Of course I'm happy that the Steelers are six and four. <clears throat> Don't you guys want more though? This was a big opportunity dropped. And the fact that I'm looking around at quarterbacks on two and six teams, I mean, Kyler Murray just started playing last mm-hmm. week. He's like got three touchdown passes already. I'm glad you brought it up. Like, so- you got to at least contextualize this, folks, and understand that I'm not saying, well, Mac Jones is better. Oh, I'd rather have Mac Jones or look at the Patriots. I'm jealous of their quarterback situation. No, I'm just trying to contextualize how dire your situation is, Pittsburgh, and how if it was just even a little bit better, mm-hmm. you're seven and three. Maybe you're eight and two. Yeah. I mean, Going into this week, everyone was looking at the upcoming quarterbacks the Steelers are facing. It was <laughs> it was DTR this week. It's Browning next week. It was a fresh, uh, brand-new Kyler Murray, not not used to playing all the entire season. Then it's Mac Jones, and then it's Gardner Minshew, and then you have Geno Smith Browning again. Maybe Geno Smith. Geno Smith got hurt yesterday. He came right. back in the game, but right. who knows? But everyone was looking at that stretch thinking, oh, my God, look at the look at the – Upper hand the Steelers have the rest of the way. I, are we doing this? We're doing the Spider Man meme when we do that because right, we're because the exact it's, same it's, quarterback it's pointing at them. It's Browning. It's Mac Jones. What are they saying? It's 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 a Kyler Murray that's thrown that's been in the game or it's played two games this season. Let me ask you this, Jacob. Yeah, that me. Colts game coming up. That's uh-huh. actually going to be a pretty big game. I think the Steelers will be dogs in that. Probably, game. but even more so. Colts are five and five right now. They don't play the toughest schedule. They're in the hunt. If they can just scratch and claw mm-hmm. a couple wins oh, yeah. before that Steelers game, that's a massive football game for wild card implications. <laughs> it's in Indianapolis. Do you think that they're going to be thinking? Well, we have the quarterback disadvantage with Gardner Minshew. No, no, they're they, going to be confident they that they have the advantage. One, that they're a team in the playoff hunt. Two, they look at that quarterback mismatch as they have the clear upper hand. Not to say that they have a guy, but that they think that their guy's going to make enough plays to win no, a football game. Garner Mitchell can get the ball to Michael Pittman and Jonathan Taylor and, and whoever use, else, right. And I want to harp on that three and out towards the end of the game. Yeah. Minute 42 left in the clock. The Steelers' defense, which... I mean, I've seen some people maybe having the takes today, uh, stationed across the street, the B team, talking about, yo, defense deserves some blame because they gave up that last drive from DTR. Okay, fine. I would prefer them not to let DTR go 4 for 4 48 yards down the field and set up the Dustin Hopkins mm-hmm. game-winning field goal. But the defense was doing yeoman's work before that point. They had punt, only— 
punt, yeah. punt, three points punt. in the entire I mean, second half. They're just giving the offense every opportunity it can. And the they last... weren't getting the splash, Jacob. No, but they were getting off the field. They were forcing right. punts. Well, they had they had a turnover. They had the Chandler Sullivan INT, and then they almost right. had the Tristan Thompson. Uh, uh, Second interception that was dropped. Here's the Browns' but, second half. Right, before you get it, yeah, go ahead. And then I'll do a follow-up. Punt, mm-hmm. punt, interception, Shannon Sullivan. Punt, punt, punt. Of those punts that I listed, one, two, three of them were three and mm-hmm. outs. Tom, in the last two weeks. And then, of course, field goal in the last Green one. Bay and Cleveland, the Steelers faced a second half you know, deficit. The Steelers allowed, in total in the last two weeks, three second-half points against those two teams. Yeah, so I don't really want to hear defense. Yeah. Sure, could they have done a little bit more? Yeah, they're one of the highest-paid defenses in football. Shut the Browns out in the second half. Don't let them get that field goal. But you force all those punts, and then you force the big punt. You get the ball back with a minute 24 left in good field position. You're at your own 30. It's not like you're pinned way back. I mean, what? You got to get 40 yards, 45 yards maybe, and you're looking at Boswell's range to walk Mm -hmm. out of there with a win. It looks like it's all coming together, right? I mean, my one buddy sent me a Snapchat during the game, and he was like, this is it. We've been oh, waiting. Absolutely. We've been waiting all game oh, long for this drive. This like, is we've been all just torturing ourselves. This up is to what this we point. do week after week. <laughs> you just wait for 58 minutes to go by, and then you reach that two-minute warning. And you think, okay, the game's within one possession. The ball's in Kenny's hands. This is what we've been waiting all day. For. Here we go. Yeah. First play is an out to Deontay Johnson, a nice rhythm starter on a drive like that. Mm-hmm. Your quarterback misses badly. Badly. Way over leads him. Mm-hmm. That's a layup. That's a five, six-yard layup right there. Second play, your quarterback and Deontay Johnson aren't on the same page. I don't know whose fault that is. I'm not going to sit here and there blindly point fingers. There are a lot of miss, miss, miscommunications. Yeah, I'm not going to point fingers, yeah. so I'm going to point them at both. Deontay and Kenny both screwed the pooch on the second play of the game. And then on the third and ten, Another pass. At least it was past the sticks this time. God, the amount of times they threw short oh, yeah. of the sticks on third down. On third down especially. Astounds me still. But at least this one was past the sticks, Jacob. Not the best pass in the no. world, though, and Deontay at, couldn't like, Essentially it. out of bounds. Deontay just made like he a good ever. But I think a NFL quarterback mm-hmm. making a good clutch pass there gets that into game an NFL wide receiver yeah, eight times out of mm-hmm. ten. Mm-hmm. Easily could have been, a, not easily, could have been a completed pass. Misses the layup, miscommunication on second down, misses badly on third down. And I'm seeing some people sitting here the next day going, you know, minute 42 on the clock, why didn't you run the ball on the first play? Make them eat those timeouts. Make them at least, you know, try to, you know, eat up some clock so that if you do give the ball back to the Browns, you know, they don't have a chance to drive down the field and do what they did. That's playing scared. Oh, 100%. that's playing scared, hombres. That's playing for overtime. First of all, you're on the road. You don't play for overtime no, on the road. Absolutely when not. you're the underdog, those elements are like the perfect ingredients to bake the upset cake. You're mm-hmm. on the road. You're an underdog. You go for the win every time. You it's don't go dumb. for the layup and let's see what happens in overtime. And some people be like, "Well, your defense was playing great. You let that ride into overtime." If you want to say, "Well, Canada should have run the ball, try to get some clock going." Canada was trying to win the football game there. Mm-hmm. He put it in his quarterback's hands to make at least 45 yards and set him up for a field goal. He gave them a layup first down play to Deontay Johnson. Should have been an easy six yards. The quarterback badly missed him. There's communication on the field from the miscommunication on the field from the players in second down. He misses again, not as badly as the first one, but a pretty bad miss for an NFL quarterback on third down. 
I don't blame Canada at all for trying to pass the ball in that sequence. Mm -hmm. It was execution that was the problem for that 20-second three-and-out, mm -hmm. which 1,000% lost in the game. In hindsight, you want to be like, well, if you run the ball, they use a timeout, and maybe you burn at least a, a minute off of that game clock, and we take it to overtime. Whatever. In the mm -hmm. moment, the You're call the was win. to go for the win. Mm -hmm. And again, you want to say, well, if you keep the ball on the ground on that first down, maybe you get six yards like you had been all game, and the clock keeps moving. Your quarterback needs to be able to make those laps. You need to be able to be efficient through the air as well and say, we're going to throw the ball and you're going to complete this pass right. nine times out of ten and the clock's going to keep moving anyway. I think that's my biggest problem is that despite the run game success, they were going to be aggressive in that in that moment and say, we're going to put the ball in Kenny Pickett's hands. If that's what you want to do, Kenny's got to make at least one of those passes. And that's If you're going to take the ball out of Jalen Warren, out of Najee Harris's hands... When they've been, I mean, they weren't getting the ball that much, right? We know that Jalen Warren finished the day with, what, eight carries on the day after having a 75-yard touchdown run, 74-yard touchdown run. If you're going to do that, take the guy, take the ball out of the hot guy's hand and put it in Kenny Pickett's, the guy can't go 0 for 3 and burn, what, 14 seconds, a minute 14 seconds of clock time, and that's it, and leave more than enough time for the Browns to get the ball back and get themselves within field goal position to win the game. And that's the thing with Kenny. It has kind of been, okay, he has to make four or five really good throws, and that's always been enough so far to at least get you to six right. and three at this point. This is what happens when you don't hit three, four, five of those throws, and you have a game where you're over on all of but those But the problem throws. is, Tom, is that in the past we saw that what we considered the best pass of Kenny Pickett's career, that sideline pass to Deontay Johnson, right? That set him up. That was like a 30-yard pass. And then Jalen Warren had another 20-yard run right after that. And then they eventually got into the end zone. We saw the touchdown pass to George Pickens where George Pickens created the separation and got into the end zone. Those were career-defining passes for a young man's career, right? What Kenny Pickett was doing on Sunday in that drive in the end of the fourth quarter, he wasn't trying to make those Herculean efforts. Those were, as you said, layups, and he still couldn't get them. They were layups That's at the end. That's, I think, the biggest takeaway. These weren't game on the line, third down plays where you're going for it all. These were sh short to midfield kind of passes, and he couldn't get them. He couldn't connect. And hey, guys, Rob Parker here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck like the rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower further than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with the new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. That's why I think you saw the questions being sparked post-game of confidence. Is, mm -hmm. is there a confidence issue now? Because the layups were being missed. And this isn't the first time this year that we've seen layups being missed from Kenny Pickett. It's been a big problem. And 
I mean, even the scrubbiest of scrub quarterbacks can come in and make a couple layups when they have to. And you Tom, know, Tommy DeVito just gonna bring has more touchdowns in his one game this past week than Kenny Pickett has in the last three weeks. Tommy DeVito has thrown for three touchdown passes in a game. He's started twice in his career. Kenny Pickett has never done that. Right. Will Levis just started three weeks ago, mm-hmm. dropped four, four touchdowns, touchdown passes on the and Falcons. His first ever his first start. ever start in the mm-hmm. NFL. Like, it almost happened. And, and by the way, Tommy DeVito stinks. Will Levis, I'm not sure if he's Yeah, guy. I don't think he's that good. But it's almost like it just happens mm-hmm. in the NFL. To, any, to these, like, any, anybody can do it once. Any quarterback is capable of doing it once. Mm-hmm. It's the quarterbacks that stack them that become the all-time greats, that become the the elites in the NFL. Kenny hasn't even gotten to that point where we can say he's done it once. I mean, he said it no. two touchdown game once. He's thrown for over 275 yards once in his career. There's just no sign of him being able to stack those type of performances down the stretch. And again, you're winning football games, so like you had the nice deodorant of being 6 and 3 before this week to kind of mask all of the shortcomings and you know you were able to puff out your chest a little bit and you know just talk down to people questioning the quarterback position as haters mm-hmm. you're 6 and 3 winning's the most important thing well you've lost that all this week for this week of reaction heading into Bengals week now because not only did you lose 13 to 10 but the opportunity that you lost by dropping that game to Cleveland, getting to seven and three, being right in Baltimore's rearview mirror, same amount of losses in the L column, and just a half a game back in the win column. Ravens have their bye coming up in a couple weeks. Maybe you can make up that ground. I mean, you would have been able to lay the foundation for as long as you TCB'd, took care of business, mm-hmm. a absolute Armageddon, all hands on deck AFC North battle in Baltimore in the final week of the season. That was what you had on the line against Cleveland, against Dorian Thompson-Robinson. So it it stings to lose to the Browns, especially in a game where two more plays made probably wins you that game. But what stings even more than dropping that game at the mistake by the lake is the fact that you have now put yourself kind of behind the eight ball. And now a Cleveland team that is struggling and will struggle without their starting quarterback to score points has the upper hand on you. Baltimore, you just gave them even more of an upper hand on you. They might not even have to play any of their starters come week 18 in that final game against Baltimore. Yeah, they are running away with the division right now. It was a Mm -hmm. huge opportunity for the Steelers that slipped through their hands. And by the way, you've lost three of the past four games in Cleveland now. Uh, Past two games in Cleveland that you've dropped. Now, the good news is, do you want to hear the good news at least? Is there any? The Browns won recently in Pittsburgh. It was the wild card playoff <laughs> game. Sure. There were no fans in the stands. Do you want to know the last time the Browns won in Pittsburgh when there were fans in the stands? 2003. Yeah. But you're not winning in Cleveland the past couple of years. Right. That rivalry is starting to kind of take on new life. More of a, it's more of a home even field thing, advantage kind Which of is thing. what rivalries are for the most part. And I believe part. that one win that you're, count- that you're discussing – uh, that was in the Matt Cantor era. It was Ben's 15 last to 10. Year, it was 15 fe- to 10 was the final Similar situation to this to this past week. Steelers had the ball at the end of the game. They were, uh, unlike the, unlike Sunday, they didn't have the chance to play for overtime. They had to score a touchdown in order uh, as the final result of that drive. And Ben Roethlisberger, at the ripe old age of 39, with Matt Canada as his OC, moved the ball down the field. And was able to put the ball in the end zone. 
a lot of people are also harping on the middle of the field pass chart today. Yeah. And that's two weeks in a row, Tom, now where the pass chart has included zero passes over the middle of the field. And I think I see a lot of people using that as a way to criticize Matt Canada mm-hmm. and say, well, there's nothing happening in the middle of the field. That's where pass charts can be deceiving. Those don't show you where the routes are being run. Right, that shows exactly. you where the quarterback decided to throw the football. Mm-hmm. You mentioned Big Ben against the Browns last time they won in Cleveland a few years ago, 15-10. to 10. They swept the Browns that year in Ben's swan song of a season. Mm-hmm. You look at passing charts from Big Ben. You look at passing charts from Mitch Trubisky in the Matt Canada era. There's not deep balls down the middle of the field, but there are passes in the middle mm-hmm. of the field. Ben's throwing five, six yards mm-hmm. past the line of scrimmage to the middle of the field. Mitch has a couple passes in the middle of the field. Are you trying to tell me that when Kenny goes in, Matt Canada just decides not to use the middle of the field, mm-hmm. but with Mitch and Ben, he was all about it? He had routes developed there? Yeah, absolutely not. I'm not saying they were the right routes. I'm not saying that they're Travis Kelsey seam-buster-type routes, but there's people settling in, trying to bust the zone, mm-hmm. 10 yards past the line of scrimmage, finding a nice pocket in the middle of the field. If you watch the film, too, you know it's happening now, too. Mm-hmm. There are people designed to go into the <clears throat> middle of the field. I'm not absolving Canada of anything. I think his offense is rather elementary, but I think it could be a lot better if the quarterback didn't have kind of – there's some fear factor to use that middle of the field, and maybe that's just his you know, ability to protect the football. His greatest strength is not turning it over. Maybe that's cannibalizing himself and his own development because where do turnovers happen? In the middle of the field, you get right. those tip balls. You know, there's people, there's safeties always flying around there. You can even turn the ball over on accident by using the middle of the field. He is so adverse to mm-hmm. looking at those routes, to looking into the middle of the field. Mm-hmm. And it's not even a matter of the routes aren't creative enough, people aren't getting open enough. I mean, you watch him play and his eyes are barely get there. Right. I mean, right. barely looking into the middle of the field. And it, the, the, and the troubling pro- thing is that you saw him use it last year. I think... One of his best passes last year was his, I think it was like third down and something in Baltimore. Dude, don't, even, see- go, don't even go back to last year. Look at the preseason. Right. Look at how yeah. all the success came from the middle of the field in the preseason. That's why we were the, so the, high on Kenny. The touchdown pass to Pat Fryerwith against it Buffalo. It wasn't just that he right. looked good and his arm looked good. It was the, like we're looking like an NFL offense should. They use the middle of the you field. You don't have to take away a third, if not more, of the field. That's what you're doing by avoiding that that space. You're taking up a third, if not more than, a percentage of that football field. And what you're doing is you're not taking away a third of the harder place to throw. Right? We, we've heard it time and time again from guys like Charlie Batch and Merrill Hodge. The harder place to throw for a quarterback is to the sideline. And for some reason, Kenny is only choosing to throw it there. It's an extra defender that you have to go mm-hmm. up against. Right. And you have to toe-tap constantly. And, I mean, th- those back shoulder fades are awesome, but, like, those are hard catches for Pickens to have yeah. to make every time. And you know and there's and you no see potential that he's not f- making them all the time. And there's no potential for yards after the catch right, those. Right, None. right. None. You get swallowed up right away, or you just fall out of bounds because you're trying to keep your balance and stay in bounds. George Pickens has had two incredible moments, I would say, this year. The one was the separation play against Baltimore. The second was his first touchdown on the year against Cleveland. And where was that ball thrown, Tom? Short of the middle, and just like you said, it was all yak, right? He had the lane, and he sped through the Browns' defense. For some reason, you're just not using that. Yeah, you're not able to tap into that at all. And the 
other thing that I've noticed about Kenny that other people have pointed out to me, so I can sound smart and say that I've <laughs> noticed it, he is just not going through his progressions at all. No, and I'll, no. I'll see some people be like, well, you know, those dump-off plays, that plays that he throws, that, those are first reads. That's what, they, that's what the offense is designed to do. You do not have to throw to your first read. Right. You are supposed to go through your progression. And, by the way, one of Kenny's biggest strengths was supposed to be pre-snap recognition. Mm-hmm. If you see, and the one play that I'm thinking about is the swing pass out, it was early in the game, swing pass out to Jalen Warren, all of the Browns' defensive backs bailed on Allen Robinson. Uh-huh. There were three people tackling Jalen Warren on the swing pass. Kenny didn't even think for a second to pump fake and see what no, the there were no was doing blockers there, and then throw. Mm-hmm. Wait, there weren't any blockers because they all crashed right. in. Robinson was just standing there wide mm-hmm. open up the field. Uh, a good quarterback needs to be able to, even if that is a quick swing pass, you know, even one read is, type of even play. Even if that is the call, hut, and I see them crashing fast. Ooh, I'll pump fake that and just don't. And maybe it doesn't work all the time, and maybe you got the ball out too fast. Mm-hmm. Where it, it, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm picking on a play that is just impossible for him to fix. But there's just so many of those where it's like, where's the pre-snap read? I mean, hell, mm-hmm. the first play of the game. Where's the protection shift? Where's the pre-snap read? Oh. Miles Garrett unblocked up the the B gap. I mean, they run a stunt on you. He comes from the inside. It's ridiculous. There's there's none yeah. of the cerebral. Mm-hmm. He's a smart player. His brains are going to overcome some of his athletic deficiencies. You're not seeing any of that out there. No, you haven't. And the the fact that that wasn't a safety. I mean, I will. I don't you want to talk smoking. about yeah. still ha- finding yourself getting some Steeler luck. Even though yeah, you lost right. the game, clearly there was some stealer luck there. It was clearly a safety, and Stefanski. I mean, he's just not a good coach. He challenge. He doesn't challenge that. But he t- and then later in the, the game, the Kenny, was he challenged the touchdown. Like a touchdown, and today. he challenged the Kenny Pickett. Right. Well, I got a theory about the touchdown. Well, how much time we, we got? A little bit. I'll tell you my theory about the touchdown right now. So it really didn't seem like there was a conclusive look that he uh-huh. got in the plane, Jerome Ford, right. to make it seven nothing Cleveland. And the refs go and they review it, and then they come back and they say, we have enough, the call's overturned. They might have a different camera angle that we didn't see on TV. Okay. I'm, I'm willing to accept that. Is there a chip in the football? Is there a chip that tells the well, people back in the Well, if that's the case, York, wouldn't you then say that Miles Garrett should have gotten called for a safety? But they didn't challenge it. Oh, you're right. They didn't challenge it, and the refs, they didn't call it a safety on the field, so I can't, it's, a sco- I can't it's not a scoring a play. I can't call it a touchdown, or I can't call it the, there's a chip because there have been too many other plays this year, not just by the Steelers game. I agree with you, but yeah. I'm just saying I put my little tinfoil hat on a little bit mm-hmm. because refs are moving balls back on spots because right. there's someone well, in their okay, ear well, that happened okay, in the well, Steelers game. Well, another But moment. I'm just saying there's interference from New York is my point. Is there's a spot made and then someone goes into the head ref's ear, that's a half a yard too too far, move it back. And then you see a ref just go over and push it back. But if there's, that's the case, the fourth down play, the fourth fourth and one sneak by Kenny Pickett, where he clearly crossed, crossed the line yeah. and they moved it back. Okay. And they had to review it. And they had to say no. So wouldn't you just say initially like I think the chip theory only works is that if the initial call is correct. I'm talking about it only in the end zone. So the sneak is irrelevant. The, I'm just saying I'm just theorizing mm-hmm. that they didn't have a clear angle and for them to be like, yeah, he crossed the goal line. Is there something in New York that's saying our technology is telling us? Well, the know. ball is chipped. We know that there's data being tracked right. through the ball. I'm just saying, is that an experimental thing that they're doing? They're not saying it's public. 
they're just saying in the ear of the ref, hey, we got it pretty. Well, it's just like it's r- ridiculous to me and ridiculous to hundreds of thousands of millions of people that there isn't a chip in the ball. That that, that we're still using sticks and and I guesses. Yeah, I mean all those piles in the in the goal line like that, like the Jerome Ford play. Refs don't even have to watch them if we have a like FIFA technology where right. the ball crosses the goal line. They just look at their wrist, and if it turns green, they signal touchdown. Yeah, right. And if it doesn't turn green, it's yeah, he short. must be short. Like he's not in the, the goal line. Right. So. The pile. I mean, that's another another good example of a pile was Kenny Pickett. His second and third efforts didn't make it, but the fourth and maybe like even his fifth was what got him over that line. So until that that watch of theirs turns green, they're still gonna say no. He was short. It's it's the Browns' ball. Enough about the refs, though. Uh, yeah. The refs. Yeah, the refs were not the, the refs blame were not for the problem. They were bad. Don't get me wrong. Oh yeah, they were bad. Oh, they were bad. Alex Highsmith's roughing the passer call on third on a third down. Woof. Ball yeah. didn't lie there, and that was where Shannon Sullivan ended up getting his interception on that very drive. But woof, that was a bad play. When we come back, though, I, we did a lot of Kenny Pickett in that first segment, and it really wasn't all Kenny Pickett yesterday. A lot of it a was, lot of it but was. it wasn't all. There's a questionable coaching decision offensively that I want to talk about as well. And we'll hand out a moneymaker. I think there's only one that can there's get it. There's only one. But we'll hand it to him yeah, next sure. on the Steelers Standard. All-inclusive vacations make life easy with endless eats, bottomless drinks, and never-ending fun. So booking an all-inclusive vacation should be easy too, right? That's where Apple Vacations comes in. Book your all-inclusive getaway with Apple Vacations and receive exclusive perks at select resorts. You'll find the best deals to Hyatt, Zalara, Riviera Maya in Mexico, and enjoy a selection of exclusive nonstop vacation flights. Turn on easy mode at applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started. Visit applevacations.com or call your local travel advisor to get started.